Welcome to the Dynasty Happy Hour Podcast. Pull up a chair and kick up your feet as you get ready to enjoy some of the industry's most entertaining and actionable Dynasty content on the planet. We're talking veterans, rookies, sleepers, and oh yeah, you know the crew has those dad jokes ready for you. So let's not wait any longer and bring on the host or some combination of Doug, James, and Tyler. Welcome back to the Dynasty Happy Hour. It's a two-man team this week. Tyler is out. Sicky poop. Tyler don't feel good. He needs the big vapor rubs. You know, he's not feeling too good. So Tyler's out this week. He's chilling at home. Still going to edit, though, because he's a warrior. But, you know, so. Redheads, are they are they uh, genetically weaker? I don't know. But, you know. No. When he's sick, he's sick. So, yeah, it's it's no big deal. James and I are here to guide you through this week's episode. We're going to be talking some fun categories. You know, something we came up uh, a little bit earlier in the week was we're going to talk last straw players. So players in dynasty that you've just kind of had it with, and this is the last straw or the last straw is coming. Um, and then we're going to talk about some age cliff players as well as some interesting buys. Uh, but before we do James, uh, how the hell was your weekend? It was good. Uh, the family's away this week. So it was the chef show at the you house. lucky bastard. Oh, yeah. It was nice and quiet. Uh, I got a lot of home projects done that I've been waiting to get done with no interruption. Excellent. Um, and, and, yeah, I got to watch uh, the Eagles game today with my buddy, who's a huge Eagles fan. And uh, now I'm here with you. So it's yeah. going great. Yeah. Congrats to the Eagles making it to the big game, a.k.a. the Super Bowl. Uh, and we're waiting to see who their opponent's going to be. Will it be Kansas City? Will it be Cincinnati? By the time you actually hear this podcast, you'll know the results. So we won't spoil it on air. So that was not really spoiling it anyway. We're getting yeah. the cart in front of the horse is what they say. <laughs> uh, yeah, my weekend, we just uh, drove up to New Hampshire and back for a birthday party. Yesterday was pretty laid back and chill. I uh, I need a day off, though. I am at capacity. I've, I think I've been seen my kids for every day since the beginning of August. And my <laughs> wife's been traveling for work and I need a break. So I don't get mental health days as a stay-at-home parent. So uh, I think I'm going to go away to New Hampshire for the weekend of the Super Bowl and um, just get away for a day or two. I need it. I need to reset. I'm just, I'm stressed. But I'm here, and this is part of my escape, is talking fantasy football with you and Tyler. And then when we get online and play games, like, that's my escape. And I just, you know, it's been, it's been, uh, I need some more of that. So without further ado, we do have some NFL news this week. But before we get into that, I want to give a shout out to our Uh, podcast sponsor this week again it's manscaped the best in men's grooming the absolute best tool the lawnmower 4.0 wireless charger it's waterproof it's got a light on it it's got different attachments so if you want to trim close you can if you want to leave a little patch you can if you want to just shave it all off you can you have options with the lawnmower (laughs) 4.0 and now they give you the weed whacker for your nose and ears if you're an old like me and you have you have hair in those places get in front of it I know one of the things that when I talk to older folks my age uh, or older and they have like that gnarly ear hair coming out of their ears, I just want to be like the rare ear hair. I want to be like, how do you not see that? Like, take care of that bush that's hanging out of your ear. Not cool. So sign up and get the weed whacker nose and ear trimmer. Just everything is really cool. And then so you get the awesome tools to take care of all your stuff. And then if you want to make it smell great, make it feel great, you've got the crop preserver, the cleanser and the reviver. It's going to smell good. It's going to feel good. It's going to be dolphin smooth, and life is going to be great. So use code DHH for 20% off at checkout. 
Manscaped, your balls will thank you for it. They thank me all the time. They look up at me and say, bruh, thank you for keeping me tidy. So make <laughs> sure your balls do the same. Code DHH for 20% off at checkout. All right. So some news. Uh, my second favorite Stetson. My first is the hat. Georgia quarterback yeah. Stetson Bennett arrested in Dallas for public intoxication. You know what? He just won the national championship. He's he's 35 years old. Let let the guy 35. He's, he's 25. It's a joke. Yeah. It's a dynasty joke. Um, he's 25 years old or whatever. Let the man party in the street. I don't think this is going to affect his draft stock because was he even going to get drafted anyway? We don't know. What do you think, James? I don't know. With the the Brock Purdy hype uh, going into this postseason, we could see uh, some late snags at quarterback this year um we have sam howell coming up he was a fifth round pick last year uh it, it's the same scenario where i i think stetson bennett bailey could zappy be a, 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 contrib- a contributor somewhere along the lines especially in your super flex leagues but with this news i think his value is is gonna hit rock bottom after this um a lot of teams don't like a troublemaker and regardless if if, if it was an intoxication or not or how many um uh, BCS championships or FCS championships, however they say it now, yeah. um, you win. It doesn't really matter. So yeah, he's got to be I a think, mature adult. I think he'll get drafted because like you win back-to-back college championships. You look good doing it. I think he's worth a late round flyer to some team. And if he ever becomes something awesome, if he doesn't, that's okay too. Like yeah, yeah. whatever, whatever. I'll take a late round flyer on him in super flex leagues. Let's put it that way. Cause I always take late round flyers on QBs. Skylar Thompson, Bailey Zappi, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Brock Purdy. Sam Howell. Eh, I missed out on Brock Purdy. But I have Sam Howell everywhere, so yes, I agree with that. All right. NFL Network's Ian reports that Jonathan Taylor underwent ankle surgery last week. This is not really much of a surprise. You know, he reportedly underwent an arthroscopic debridement. Is that when he gets divorced? Uh, he gets last scraped. Week- <laughs> scraped. Oh, he got scraped. I hate getting scraped. Uh <laughs> the last time I was at the gynecologist, oh my God, it was terrible. You um, That's great. <laughs> it's a gyno joke. Uh, last Wednesday is what was described as a minimally invasive procedure to clean out the ankle. Taylor first suffered his ankle injury in week four last season, but he battled through it for several weeks before being placed on IR um, after week 15 when their season was over. And I needed him in the fantasy playoffs. It was great. Yeah. Uh, no, <laughs> no structural damage was found during the procedure and Taylor is expected to be ready for training camp. You know, one of the things with Taylor was he's never missed a practice in his football career. Well, now he's missed games. Now he's had a minor surgery. Always sell the running back when they're one-on-one in startups. I love Jonathan Taylor. Don't get me Tyler wrong. was right last year. I yeah. can't believe it. I, I've been saying it for years now. Like once the <laughs> running back hits one-on-one in startups, you need to sell because they only go down from there. CMC, Jonathan Taylor, Todd Gurley, you name it. Any running back that's been one-on-one in startups, they've always depreciated after that. So that is your signal. That is the bat signal for your dynasty teams <laughs> to take a haul and move on. Let's put it that way. Chargers quarterback Justin Herbert has undergone, undergone surgery to repair a torn labrum. Oh, no. It's okay, team. It's his left shoulder, not his cannon on the right arm. Per the team, he's expected to be cleared for offseason activities. You know, Herbert, in essence, had a down year, but he was second in the NFL in passing yards. The touchdowns weren't great. We all know Herbert is an, a, a sky-high talent, so no worries with Herbert. It looks like he's going to be fine. Uh, let's jump on the coaching carousel. James, you got a ticket? Oh, yeah. All right, hand, hand over your ticket to the creepy man that doesn't look like a pedo. 
at the carousel. It, it happens. I've got kids. Yeah, I'm like, why do they put this weird dude running the carousel? It's just strange. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you know what I'm saying. I got uh, it. Eric sleeping with the enemy, as Chris Berman would say. Interviews requested by both the commanders and the Ravens for their open OC position, but he's very much in the running for the Colts head coaching job, which they just announced that they have a second interview with Shane Steichen from the Eagles. And uh, he's also on the Titans radar to be their next OC. So Eric Bieniemy looks like he could be changing teams here. Um, where would you like to see him go? This is like two years running now. Every time that three years, running. three, three years running <laughs> yeah. now. I, I've seen this, heard this before. Um, where would I like to see him? I would like to see him stay with the chiefs. Obviously um, it helps out Patrick Mahomes. He's very creative in the offensive uh, coordinator position. But I guess if I had to see something, I would like to see maybe with the Ravens, uh, maybe he could breathe some life into that offense, see if he can get Lamar Jackson to actually be um, a Raven, a Raven, (laughs) (laughs) and maybe maybe unlock Rashad Bateman. I mean, the setup's pretty similar there as it was in Kansas City as far as offensive playmakers. They did use two tight ends at times in Kansas City, too, with Gray and... um... Oh yeah, the we other even kid there, Jody Fortson and Kelsey. Like, correct, I think Isaiah correct. likely needs to be more of that offense. But that's just oh, I agree. And and if that happens with Eric Bieniemy going over to the Ravens, yeah, that would definitely happen. But I, the Colts have to turn down his uh, head coach job first. Really. Yeah, and uh, Jeff Saturday apparently uh, is still in the running for that job. I, yeah, God, Jim. Irsay. I think they're just giving everybody second interviews to keep us guessing. Yeah, I bought a guitar from Prince. And, uh, you know that he has a, like a collection of rare guitars like played for certain videos and songs, and he hires people to play them for him. Just random people. He doesn't have. He doesn't know how to play the guitar. I, he's in yeah. It, he hires people. I, he hires to- people to play Prince's guitar like for people, which is like it's Prince's guitar. Just don't touch it. Like yeah, leave I mean, it alone. Why would you, that's like sacrilege? Why would you? Why would any we let anyone play Prince's guitar? Let Prince be the last man that played that GD guitar. That's, yeah, well, I mean, if you have money to burn, I, he's got plenty of it. Ursay is wild, man. Watch some interviews with Jim Ursay, and you're just gonna go, God, yeah. how did this man get rich? I don't understand. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. All right, NFL Network's Ian Rappaport also reports that Sean Payton's interview with the Cardinals went well, and it sounds like it's still a possibility and still in play. We'll see on this one. I mean, I've also heard that Peyton sounds like he's going to return to TV. So this is all TBD for that one. I would love to see Sean Payton um, in Arizona. We'll talk a little bit bit more about some Cardinals players as we go here. Uh, And then NFL Network's Ian Rappaport also reports, he's been very busy, that the 49ers defensive coordinator, D'Amico Ryans, has emerged as a top candidate for the Texans head coach vacancy. I think this makes a ton of sense. Benjamin Albright, who's a Denver insider, um, responded to someone's tweet about him being a Denver, the Denver Broncos head coach. And he said, not likely he thinks he's going to go to the Texans as well. Uh, D'Amico Ryan's played for the Texans. He was an awesome player back in his day. He's running the Niners defense. Who was great. I know they struggled a little bit today. Um, but yeah, D'Amico Ryan's great fit in Houston. In my opinion, they have a, they have a young defense and they played well at times. So I think if they build around that and maybe figure out quarterback position, which they should do this year, um, you know, they could be in the right hands, James. What do you think? I, I definitely agree. I mean, their their defense was giving up points over points over points throughout the year. Um, and I and I think you're right. If they could find a quarterback in this year's draft, I'm sure they're, they're picking pretty high, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Second? Yeah. Second? 
they should have their choice. I don't yeah. unless Chicago trades out, which is possible. That's going to be interesting to watch. But anywho, right? And even if they do, I I think the the quarterbacks in this draft class are are closer than what people think. I don't think there's like a a top two or a top three between Stroud. This is top um, two. Yeah, it's, it's Stroud or uh, and Young and Young, right? Right. So, yeah, those are the top two. Outside of that, so, Levis is debatable, and Richardson right. is a pro. Those guys are going to be super fascinating where they land and. And you it's going to be all is, situational. Is Levis going to be the next Josh Allen? Yeah. Big arm. Kid. Who knows? Mobility. Uh, oh. But regardless, with the second pick in the draft, I I think, uh, yeah, they can land another quarterback. Yeah. I think that the time for Davis Mills is. Um, I don't think they release Mills. I think they no, just. No, he'll you know, be the, he'll, he'll be, be the I mean, he's going to be in the third year in his deal. He's got a four yeah. year deal with a rookie. He'll be there. Um, but yeah, I think he, he, he had a chance to really to, you know, establish himself as the guy going forward. And he just did not do that this year. Swinging a miss on that one, Tyler. And I love us some Davis mills. Look good in his rookie season year two. We'll talk about a year two quarterback later though. <laughs> we'll get to that. But before <laughs> we do our next sponsor, our longest standing sponsor, we love them. I think they love us as well. Matt and team at trophy smack. <laughs> Backed by Mark Cuban on Shark Tank. You may have seen them on their episode a year or two ago now. Upgrade your fantasy league today, whether you play football. So if you just want your leagues wrapped up a few weeks ago, you haven't got your trophy yet, get off your ass. Go on trophysmack.com. Use code DHHRING and get a free $60 championship ring when you get a trophy, either for your toilet bowl winner or your champion. And they have a trophy for you. You can customize it. So if the guy... That one, his name was Chef, and you're like, you know what? Let's make Chef a customizable belt, and let's put the Swedish Chef on it, and maybe some different (laughs) Maybe put some food themes on it. You can do all those things on Trophy Smack. I just saw that they started doing wall wall art as Mm -hmm. well on Trophy Smack, which is uh, which is interesting. So if you want to be that, like, this is fine, dog in the fire and flames, you can get that on the wall, and it looks really cool. It's almost like a 3D lenticular type of uh, appearance. It looks like. Uh, on there so yeah trophy smack's got a little bit of everything and it's not only football it's hockey basketball baseball's coming up if you play fantasy soccer bravo um i like to watch paint dry as well uh <laughs> i'm not a soccer fan sorry guys you can flame me in the chat that's fine um but they have stuff for everyone once again it's code dhh ring for that free ring at the checkout all right let's get into this this is the last straw players we've got a list of about eight or nine players here and the premise for this is these are players that if you have them on your roster, maybe they personally hurt you. You spent high draft capital on them and they just haven't delivered. And you just want to you just want to wipe your hands clean of them. And this has been the last straw, whether it was this year or maybe you give them another season. But they're on the fence. They're ready to be thrown away off your team because you're just done with them. Think like. Old school, like Dante Moncrief, the hill that Tyler and I passed away on. Leonte Carew, like guys like that. Like you, you spent Samaj P. Ryan, who has been fantasy relevant here and there now. But I spent a first round pick on him. I drafted him above of, above Kareem Hunt and Alvin Kamara. Yeah, guys like that. Or just guys that like have underperformed and you don't want them on your team. Maybe you don't like them personally. That's okay too. But James, give us a name here that you've got on your last straw player list. All right. So when you came up with this idea, I was like, oh, I mean, who's straw? I mean, if this guy even has a straw anymore, <laughs> it, it might be he drew the short straw. There's a straw at, man. Yeah. And he's on the bench for life. It's Zach Wilson, quarterback mm. of the New York Jets, or yeah. maybe not. 
very much longer. When does the uh, XFL start? Yeah, exactly. We might see Zach out there for the XFL. Him and Johnny Manziel on the same team. But no, I mean, the last hope was really when they they drafted Garrett Wilson. They drafted Brees Hall. You thought this offense was going to be very, very promising. And as soon as Brees Hall went down, and even a little bit before that, Zach Wilson was struggling to get the ball out, making uh, good, intelligent passes. It was not in his wheelhouse at all. Um, and, it, and it hurt. And it was very visible to everyone. We saw Mike White come in. We saw Joe Flacco do very, very well in his stead. And it's the proof is in the pudding. I mean, yeah, he only played nine games this season, but uh, it's nine games. He probably shouldn't have even stepped on the field, in my opinion. Um, last year, 13 games finished as what the quarterback 32 or something like that. This year, yeah. nine games finished as a QB 30 uh, terrible interceptions, terrible choices. Doesn't know how to throw his receivers open panics. And and he's better at street ball. And I said this when we discussed him in his rookie season. He's better at street ball than he was in actual football and reading defenses. So, yeah, he might be good on the fly when he's getting chased by like a 300-pound lineman. But when it comes to actually reading the defense in the backfield, Zach Wilson is not it. And the straw's already passed for him. He's like a bale of hay at this point. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, he reminds me a bit of Johnny Manziel's career. Like, Manziel was more of a knucklehead. Like, Zach Wilson, for all intents and purposes, doesn't have any off-field issues other than the whole, like, you know, Milf Hunter thing. Yeah. But like, hey, whatever. Do your own. Do your thing. I don't care. Yeah, about that's that. your business. But yeah, that's your business. But Johnny Menzel was a bit of a knucklehead, like the party. His head wasn't in it. But again, he was that kind of street ball player, right? At Texas A and M, uh, and you know, we had Mike Evans, which made him look good, um, which is always a plus. But yeah, he reminds me too much of Menzel, like that run, gun, have fun, and that works in college. But in the NFL, like if you don't know how to read defenses and you don't know how to go through progressions, and yeah, so yeah, I completely agree with this one. Zach Wilson, the straw, is not getting stirred on that one. So I've got one. And this one, he's a year two player as well. He changed teams, got traded after his rookie season because maybe he was a bit of a knucklehead. He got traded off of James's team. We saw him flash for a couple of weeks and we're like, wow, this kid has the juice. He, you know, he can get out of a phone booth. He's so quick. He's so shifty. He's exciting with the ball in his hands. He gets traded to Kansas City. He goes there. You're like, oh, he's got Patrick Mahomes. The life of Kadarius Tony is going to be great going forward. He'll be there for the next three, four years easily. Like he's going to make magic happen with Patrick Mahomes. What does Kadarius Tony do? He gets hurt. He gets hurt. He doesn't. He is a. He is like Mr. Glass from Unbreakable. Like you just breathe on him, and he's like, oh, I'm done. So for me, if you had Kadarius Tony, now I have him in a dynasty league that James and I are in, and I got him as kind of a throw in in a trade that I did with Tyler, and I should have. I liked Kadarius Tony. I should have known better and I should have traded him once the Chiefs traded for him because that's when his value was at an, he, he regained that value back, right? And now Correct. it's like he's come back. He's had like one good game for the Chiefs. He gets hurt in the AFC Championship game today. Again, trying to make an electric move. He's a fun player to watch. But man, I don't want players and this could this is the type of player it could bite you in the ass, right? Like maybe he ends up being great. But from what I see in year one and two, he can't stay healthy. And that's a problem. The way the Chiefs are spreading the ball around, they don't have a target hog on that team. They spread it around to everyone. So Tony's value is minimal. I mean, he's a good like wide receiver five on your roster, maybe. But man, I'm done with Kadarius Tony. 
Uh, I couldn't agree more. Kadarius Tony currently over at DLF uh, Dynasty League Football, wide receiver 52 in Dynasty. And for the most part, you know what? I, I want to sell Kadarius Tony leading up into next year. He will regain hype. I know he just went out with an ankle injury. And I think that's the story of his career. He plays all out every single play. He hasn't really had too many games other than with the Giants where he went over 80 yards and like mm-hmm. eight receptions. And then when he got and then he got hurt. So he has this he's lightning in a bottle, as you can call him. But the fact that he breaks that bottle each and every time he gets on the field is a little disturbing. And you kind of want to hold back on giving him more than what a second chance. We've already done that. This will be his mm-hmm. third chance coming in as a wide receiver three uh third year wide receiver breakout possibly who knows um but i i think he's a safe option like you said as a low throw in to try to get a trade done you could put Darius tony over the top i think he is maybe worth a mid second right now in in uh rookie drafts i wouldn't oh go God, i would take that and run i wouldn't go any higher i think than that. i think i think that most people are going to if they're trying to, uh, I think a, a mid third, mid to late third could get you Tony in a lot of leagues, like easily. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I think people are that down on him. What are some of the other receivers in the Kadarius Tony range on DLF right now? Um, Tyler Boyd. I'd rather have Tony. Rondell Moore. Oh, give me Rondell Moore. That's easy. Yes. Sky Moore. I don't know. I'm kind of out on Sky Moore. I don't know. Yeah, you're kind of out on Sky Moore. All right, I mean, I'm kind well, of out on Kadarius Tony. Like, give me neither. Let's let's give you a, let's give you another straw player then. How about Michael Gallup? Ooh. And we can we could throw that in together. Michael yeah, Gallup. Gallup is, was. I mean, he's still under contract for in 2023. Sign long term. Yeah, sign long term. Potential out in 2024, but they're gonna, they're going to pay him nonetheless next this next upcoming season. So I think he stays on the team. Does he gain any more value? No. No. I think I, I'd rather have Tony than Michael Gallup. Yeah, this I put Gallup on this list because Gallup to me is a guy that I really liked during the draft process. Oh, for sure. I liked him being the number two receiver. But what's the one thing that you heard all the Dallas beat writers and everyone clamor for? The Cowboys need another receiver mm-hmm. because they have CeeDee Lamb, who is a beast. Like he broke out this year. Not that like he had 2000 yard rookie seasons before this year. So let's not really call it a breakout. He was already there. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, the touchdown department was great for Lamb. He played well in the playoffs, um, won your leagues really down the stretch, but you know, Noah Brown emerged as a better receiver than Michael Gallup in this offense. Now it could be because Gallup's, a, you know, coming off the ACL, I'll give him a little bit of reprieve there, but you look at this offense now, could Gallup's value go up if they lose Dalton Schultz in the off season? Possibly. But I also oh, no. think they're going to draft a receiver or, I mean, look what T.Y. Hilton did. T.Y. Hilton was contributing more than Michael Gallup down the stretch. I don't know. Gallup to me is, is another guy that I wouldn't be afraid of moving off of um, and letting him go. Cause I'm kind of like, is he ever going to be even a consistent wide receiver three on your dynasty teams? The answer is no. Yeah. And I can agree with that. He is like the definition of a boomer bus player when he was hit in his stride, hitting his stride, back when they still had Amari Cooper on the team, you know, he would have these games that would put him in the mid wide receiver two category yep. on each and every any given week. And he was winning you weeks. Um, but since then it's been more bust than boom. And if he's going to be that kind of a boom or bust receiver on a, on a franchise that has a main threat already, then guess what? He, he you know, he's almost similar to like a, a Mike Williams or worse 
a worse example yeah, he's of like Mike, a Williams version of is, Mike Williams is Michael Gallup. Yeah, he's yeah. like he's not the horse. He's the the donkey or ass, as you would. And speaking of donkeys and asses, <laughs> who plays for the Broncos, James? I this was one of my favorite ones. I own this player, or I roster this player rather, in one league, and I was counting on him to be my wide receiver two after Jamar Chase. I was really excited going into the season, but man, I am not excited right now. I mean, it's Cortland Sutton, and it, it's just disgusting. You know how much how much can we put in? to Cortland Sutton each and every year now for the past two years we've been disappointed yes he finishes what uh wide receiver 44 last year wide receiver 43 this year and he was healthy all this year he and had, last he, year he almost had no good games that I can remember no maybe really two yeah he had one good game uh maybe two or three good games where he was close to 20 PPR fantasy points but after that, it was like after the bye week, they're like, wait, we lost Cortland Sutton. I think we left him in Jacksonville in week eight and forgot to get him back on the plane because he never showed back up. And I'm and to be honest, a fifth year vet, I'm I'm tired of waiting. And this is like the straw that broke the camel's back when you're talking about Cortland Sutton here, because you know what? Uh, unfortunately, as as much as I was in for redraft, I am definitely out now in Dynasty on Cortland Sutton. So would you rather have Cortland Sutton or a bag of Cortland apples? Um, I would have, I would rather have like a, a side purse of Kadarius Tony <laughs> than Cortland Sutton. What would you hope to get for Cortland Sutton in a league? If you were giving him up, um, you hope someone gives you a name like, notoriety. A yeah. Maybe like a, maybe a mid to early second, hopeful, like you're hopeful. If you get that, that is hopeful. Yeah. I think I would be okay with letting him go for a late second. Uh, if it's going to continue this way, we know the offense is going to change in 2023. So who knows who's going to come in there and start stirring things up. Um, so, uh, yeah, maybe I'd be happy with a late second, really happy yeah. for a, like an early second. I turned down some early second, late first offers last year. Um, cause I Regrets. thought, I thought, yeah, I thought Sutton was going <laughs> to pop off with Russ, right? Like. Right. Exactly. Yeah, we, all whole, we all did. We all did. You weren't alone on that. A, was you know, I was calling, fart. I was calling, uh, what's his name? Patrick, uh, Tim, Tim Patrick. Patrick. Yeah. I, I was like calling Tim, Tim Patrick. Patrick's name from the rafters and you know, the, the lucky man standing left was Jerry Judy. I think that's still the only reason why he was good this year. That's and, just and, me. Quite uh, possibly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Corland Sutton, that's a, uh, that one hit directly right in my heart on that one. And I was like, Oh, that's a, for this mm -hmm. list for the last draw players, Cortland Sutton for sure. And he's not a spring chicken either. He's going to be 28, I think. Nope. Uh, and again, another player coming off an ACL. Maybe that was a factor. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe they're just toast. We don't know. We got to wait another year, I think. So at this point, if someone offers me a, a mid to late second for Sutton in this class, I'd consider it, but I might just hold. I don't know. It's a tough one. It's a tough one to gauge. This yep. class, I'm not at receiver. Eh, it's all right. Is I? We'll see. All right, my next player, if anyone listens to this pod, they, they they know there's two players in the NFL that I just don't care for. One is Aaron Rodgers. That is publicly known. I just don't like him as a human being. I think he's whiny. I think he, he doesn't take accountability when things are his fault. And I just don't like to watch him play football. Is he talented? Hell yeah. He's a great quarterback. I just don't like him as a person. The second player that I do not like, who now I'm kind of just, I've had it up to here, which is five foot one, his same <laughs> same as his height, is Kyler Murray. <laughs> I traded for Kyler Murray in the offseason. I gave up the 102 and Michael Pittman in a super flex league to get Kyler Murray because I was like, you know what? The 102, 
I wasn't really jazzed. I was like, I need a quarterback really bad. I didn't really like this quarterback class, rightfully so. Um, so I traded for Kyler to go with Josh Allen. So I'm like, I am set at quarterback. Like, I am good. And Kyler gets hurt again this year. Wines, you saw it on Hard Knocks. Just not, like, it seems like the team doesn't respect him. They don't like him. He had an issue with Kingsbury. Now there's going to be a new coach. Hopefully, it's a guy like Sean Payton that can look to Kyler Murray and be like, shut up, little boy, and get your ass out there and run these plays because <laughs> Kyler is full of ego and pompous. And he's the same thing as Aaron Rodgers. Nothing's his fault. He gets frustrated when he makes a bad throw and he thinks it's the receiver's fault. I just don't like watching him play football. It's the one league that I roster him in. And in this offseason, I'm going to look to move him. I'll even take a little bit of a hit to move him just because I don't want to deal with the drama. That offense is going to look a lot different next year. DeAndre Hopkins could be gone. You know, you still have Hollywood there. You've got an older Zach Ertz. You've got an older James Conner. They've got a lot of needs on that I think team. Zach Ertz is done, isn't he? I mean, towards ACL. I mean, he's still under contract, though. So th there's just a lot. I don't think it's – Arizona had a really short window. <laughs> and, um, yeah. It closed. I, and it closed. Like, I just – I think Kyler is just, again, a talented quarterback. Just he wasn't running as much. I I just I'm out. I'm out on Kyler Murray. He's the last straw for Kyler Murray. I'm I have I have zero shares of Kyler Murray, but I will say this: it, it seems like the expectations were high. He came into the league when Lamar Jackson had QB. just you know ran his butt off, and yeah, he he might be a, a top five dynasty QB for now. He's but not anymore. I, not anymore. He's like a QB um, eight or nine, I think. Now. I think he's he's QB nine, right underneath Justin Fields. And to be honest, I would take J Justin Fields and Trey Lance and put them over Kyler Murray. Why Trey? Why Lance, you say? Huh? Yeah, <laughs> I would put Trey Lance is this over spicy Kyler Murray. Meatball, it's a little spicy, and I know it's not the hot take season yet. But hey, we're gonna uh, heat it up with a little bit with the chef. Nice. Um, but no, I I would I would give um I would give Trey Lance. To, I mean, I would give Kyler for Trey Lance plus and see oh, if that works. you get Trey Lance and plus a lot, and, I think. And I, I'd be super happy with it. Like you said, the coaching is going to change. It's going to be a new system for him. He's been working with Cliff Kingsbury pr pretty much since he started playing football. Yeah, no, he's been his whole career, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I, I don't know if he knows any other style of offense. He always had trouble with reading the defense because he can't see over the line to begin Double with. Double XP weekends, man. Yeah, the double XP weekends, the Call of Duty bullshit. Like, he has so many excuses, he's and he's diva. always crying when he gets hurt. And I have a feeling he's going to get hurt again. This offensive line was terrible this year. It's going to continue to be terrible. They're going to have to rebuild the team from the ground up. I think it has a lot to do with, you know, we mentioned DeAndre Hopkins, and we'll get into him a little bit in a little bit. But, like, yeah, this, this franchise is switching things out, and unfortunately they already just paid Kyler Murray. So he's going to be on that team for quite some time. Yeah. James, give me another one. I know the rest of my play, the rest of the players on this are, are the ones that I put on there, but feel free, grab one, talk oh, about it. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, because I put in a lot on the other lists going forward, but um, I don't know if this is a last straw play for me on Gabriel Davis. And we could talk about Total Gabriel Davis. Uh, I mean, you knew what you were getting into when it's a fourth round draft pick. Okay. Sure. He's a boom or bust kind of player um and yes he's no Amon Ross St. Brown which went into the same round as Gabriel Davis did different types but of players yeah and different types of players and different types of systems and different kinds of reliability factors as well Gabe Davis is looked at 
when they need something to go down in the corner of the end zone and on third down or, you know, something to break open the, uh, open the scene so Stefan Diggs can get open down across the middle or, or closer to the quarterback. And I think everybody saw that playoff game last season and said, ooh, Gabe Davis, it's, wide receiver yeah. one. Huge with, breakout 2022. With, with big race blinders on their feet on their face. And, and to be honest, you know, of course it wasn't going to happen. Those kind of games are like anomalies. And I don't think Gabe Davis is out, but his value is definitely taking a hit. And I'm just going to hold on Gabe Davis right now. I'm not trading him away because he's, he's at a buy level uh, of value for me. And I'm not selling because I'm not going to get what I really think, you know, a couple four to five straight, good low end QB one. I mean, wide receiver one wide receiver, high end wide receiver, two games could really change his, his um, value around really, really quickly. Yeah. I moved Gabe Davis in the one league that I rostered him in. I was really deep at which wide receiver. I have a Monra and, and a bunch of other like Christian Kirk. I've got a good receiver T Higgins. So I've got a good top three and I've got a couple guys too, that are rosterable and, and startable if I need them. So someone reached out to me. And I needed a tight end. It's a start to tight end premium league. So tight ends. Oh, those are so tough. So so tight ends are like gold, right? No one wants to give them up. You always have to overpay. Like it's one of those games. So guy reaches out to me. He's like, hey, I want to get Gabe Davis. I'm like, okay, like I need a tight end. And he had a bunch. So we ended up settling on. Uh, I give up Gabe Davis. I get Noah Fant, who's only 25 years old. Okay. And I get Khalil Herbert, who I love. Oh. And I need and I needed a little bit of roster depth at running back, so it worked. But I was happy to give up Gabe Davis because he's one of those guys that when you roster him, it's like Amari Cooper when he was with the Cowboys. He has the big game for 100 yards and two touchdowns, and then the next week it's two catches for 30 yards or two for 20, and it drives you absolutely insane to start them. So I looked at my roster depth and I'm like, I never need to start Gabe Davis if I don't want to, and I just don't want to. I don't want to play the the which matchup is he going to pop off game. Like right. that's oh, what yeah. DFS is for. Like not my not my season long rosters. He's great yeah. for best ball. Great for best ball, but that's not my week to week roster. So no. Gabe Davis, it was my last straw with him, and I I let him go. Uh, so my next one is a bit of a spicy meatball, and this was a former player that was the RB two last year in mm-hmm. startups. This year comes Jamal Williams sets a franchise record for rushing touchdowns. With what, 16 or 17? He beat Barry Sanders' record. Yes. DeAndre Swift pops off early in the season, gets hurt. His usage, not great. Jamal Williams is a free agent. The Lions aren't going to let this kid walk. He's like the heartbeat of the team. Like, I think he would take less money to stay. I mean, running back is going to be one of the markets that, like, there's so many good free agent running backs. The draft is loaded at running back. Like, Jamal Williams is going to be like, yeah, I'll take a one-year, $3 million deal to stay. Like, because there's not going to be a lot of offers out for that type of player. So for me, DeAndre Swift is still going to be in a timeshare. And this coaching staff is not changing. The offensive coordinator, Ben Johnson, might. But I don't think they're just all of a sudden going to be like, let's get DeAndre Swift 15 touches a game. That's what they should do. And yes. when he did, And when he did get 15 touches a game, mm-hmm. he was 80 to 100 yards from scrimmage. And he was scoring touchdowns at a pretty good pace. That's what they should do. I just don't have confidence that they are going to do that. And now we see DeAndre Swift. Every year he seems to be nicked up. He never lives up to potential. He was the RB2 in startups. Now I think he's still a top 10, but I feel like people are holding on to that potential. They see Alvin Kamara. They see like 
this type of player that can be used in a certain way. I mean, he might be used like that, but it might be in year five when he's a free agent. He's got he's got another year in Detroit, and then he can be yes. a free agent, and we'll see what happens. So for me, this last straw is a little bold. I actually traded for, with Tyler, I traded T. Higgins away, and I got DeAndre Swift in a second-round pick, and I got a couple other players in that deal. So for me, it was like, oh, that, that's, not a bad, that's not a bad deal for me personally. I thought I did pretty well there. Um, but yeah, I mean, Swift, I can see where a lot of people, like their last straw was like, this is the year three of this. I see the potential, but I'm just done with the inconsistency of this player. Yeah, no, I, I can agree there. I don't know if I'm saying it's going to be a last straw for me. Um, I mean, he is the That's RB9 nice right now in Dynasty, but um, there's a couple of players ahead of him that that maybe I would want. Maybe? Nope, probably not. Josh Jacobs, I want Josh yeah. Jacobs over DeAndre Swift. Austin Eckler, who is a little bit older, three years older, I don't know. I think I might have to lean Swift there with the age difference. Of Depends on your roster. 27. Yeah. And, and I mean, if you have Austin Eckler, you're not going to give him up for peanuts and you're definitely not going to give him up for DeAndre Swift because you're not going to get much else in return. I mean, Eckler just led the NFL in touchdowns. Too yeah, he was RB one on the year. So like, yeah. I, I don't think that DeAndre Swift lost too much. I think this is where he really is going to stay. Um, for a, a, you know how Josh Jacobs value didn't really move too much and it started to sink, started to sink. And then boom, the last year of his contract, he started to go out there. Deandre Swift, we haven't seen him play a real full season yet. He, I mean, he's played what 13 will, games and then will we two, see him play? Will we season? see him play? And I don't know. I want I mean, to, I, I want, want to. Well, what happens is like he's a he's a victim of his own um unfortunate situation, really, because he gets hurt each and every year. And when he goes out. Jamal Williams smashed. So, like, what's that supposed to say for DeAndre Swift, even if we don't see uh, Jamal Williams come back next year? Yeah, and I've seen mock drafts. I've seen a couple of them with the Lions taking Bijan, and I'm like, ugh. I don't think that's going to I don't happen. think, no. If I don't it does, DeAndre Swift either. is going to be a, oh, uh, man. Yeah, I, don't I mean, if you either, when but... you say it like that, then now I want to get rid of DeAndre Swift because you know if Bijan <laughs> goes into Detroit, where you know there's going to be some problems, but they definitely let yes. go of uh, Jamal Williams if they do. Yeah, that. they need some help on defense, so I don't see them um, using a first round pick on on Bijan. Yeah, it's those home. fantasy players doing mock drafts. Oh yeah, hundred <laughs> uh, percent. Our last player on this list, just a quick one that I added because I mean this one, we saw a historic season from this player three years ago now. We thought that this would be the year. He gets Josh McDaniels as his OC. They get Devontae Adams. They had Hunter Renfro coming back. Derek Carr. There was consistency within the offense there. And we all thought that Darren Waller was going to live up to that hype from three years ago when he caught almost 100 balls, had double-digit touchdowns and over 1,000 yards. Sneaky older player. He had a, he was a late blossomer. I think he's going to be 29 years old. Already, he already is 29. Uh, he's 30. He's 30. 30. So, so Darren Waller, he's age cliff slash last straw. Um, oh, yeah. It's a good for transition. Me, for me, yeah. For me, it's it's players like the George Kittles of the world who I've, I've been trying to get out from underneath. Now, I know he finished the season strong. Didn't do anything today. Um, but those are the kind of players that have had monster seasons. We saw Kittle set the reception record or the yardage record for tight end. Kelsey since broke that. Um, but it seems like once you're a tight end, not named Travis Kelsey, and you get that massive season, like that is a pretty open window. Even you can even use Mark Andrews as an example. He was the tight end one in 2021 and he disappointed in 2022. Now Andrews is still young. He's a lot younger than Darren Waller. But when you saw Waller break out, 
really atypical, Gary Barnage style, but better, obviously. A late mm-hmm. a late career breakout. Um, I got rid of Darren Waller in every single league because I picked him up for like $3 in one and I sold him for 300 in that same league. Like I cashed out big time on Darren Waller um, because for me, it was like putting a season like that together and then keeping up the pace. Now we've seen him get injured as well. Mm-hmm. He didn't really take over games. He had a couple of nice games towards the end of the season where he had like 70 yards or 60 yards and a touchdown, but we don't know who the quarterback's going to be there next year. Waller's not going anywhere. I think he restructured his deal to stay there even longer. Um, yeah. So for me, Waller last straw, that's a guy that like I, this off season, if there's anybody, a taker, if it's a tight end premium league, get a first round pick for him and move on. I don't know if you can get a first round pick for Darren Waller right now. I, probably not. But if someone were to offer me like a, the one twelve, uh, Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. If I'm getting a late first I, round pick for Darren Waller, and especially in a tight end premium league, I may jump all over that and hit the smash button, but you know, we could be seeing something sneaky here and, you know, I'm like the the tight end whisperer when it comes to um, hot takes. And, you know, we, we sit there and we think <laughs> about it. One. You know, Coach McDaniel, you know, comes comes in here. It's a different different kind of um, game script from the get-go. More run heavy. Uh, and then they add Devontae Adams in. Darren Waller's banged up for most of last season. Still not 100% this season. And if there's any telltale sign that it takes over a year to get back to 100%. He is the example and and maybe that's the reason why he started to show off towards the end of the season because he was back actually on the field. But I mean, you, you're saying that uh, a tight end that hit th- third overall and second overall in PPR formats uh in 2019 and 2020 now just to sit, just up and ghosted everyone. I don't believe in that. I'm not 100% on that. I can't 100%. be under conviction. So I'm holding on to Darren Waller here. I'm not going to sell unless it's for that first. I'm not going to take a discount. I think he doesn't really have too much competition as far as who Foster Morrow. No, no, thank agent. you. We'll talk about him later. Yeah. And and with Devontae Adams, and we're going to talk about Devontae Adams in a little bit. I, I think that Waller has a better chance of, you know, in the next two years of being somewhat more of a gain value player and then be able to really, you know, like say, hey, you know, he's back back kind of a season where he hits the top five tight ends, then you can sell him for that mid first instead of a late first. But if I get the late first right now, I'm okay with that. Yeah. I think it's one of those things you could be missing the window. Like if he has another injury plague season or that offense, then you're screwed. So I would rather like, if I can get a guarantee in hand and even an early second in a tight end premium league, like I'll take it. What is it? What is it called? A bird in a hand is worth two in the bush. bush, Yes. Yeah. I believe that is the, the old adage, if you will. Uh, let's get into age cliffhangers. Now I'm going to do this one, James, cause we don't have a lot of time to go by them one by one. So let's yeah, do it sure. by, we let's do it by position. Let's lump them in. Let's, you know, get our, lump get our you guys in. together. So let's start with the quarterback position. Now we have a couple of players here, obviously on the older side, Tom Brady will be 46 before the season starts. Jeez. He's a free agent. Aaron Rodgers, AA Ron Rodgers will be 39. <laughs> we already talked about my dislike for him going forward so both of these guys are age cliff guys you know we don't know brady's future rogers will he stay in green bay will he get moved i don't know but i mean both of these i i would say rogers value might even be lower than tom brady right now like is that 
Uh, I don't think so. I think it's like a sideways move for Aaron Rodgers. We already saw the step back that he took this year, struggled yeah. with the wide receivers, the new wide receivers in that system before Alan Lazard came back from injury. And I, I think if he stays in Green Bay, his value is probably going to stay the same. He's not going to lose too much. Second year with Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, and then Alan Lazard probably coming back. Am I bring, gonna, am I bring in a free agent tight end? Or yeah, you know, you know, bring in Gronk or something like that. <laughs> Mike Kosicki. Could you imagine that? Yeah, or Mike Kosicki is a perfect uh, receiving tight end. That draft Michael well Mayer. System, yeah. So I think there's a couple options. Hmm. I think they're going to keep Aaron Rodgers there if they can. Um, they're just doing everything right now not to piss him off <laughs> during the offseason, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, in these guys in super flex leagues, if you need like a a QB two, you're really struggling, and you can get you know you can give up a second round pick. I guess it's probably worth it. Probably um, an early second for Aaron Rodgers, maybe a mid second for Tom Brady. Once Brady announces or where he's going to play, for sure. Um, if he plays, if he plays, yeah, that's a risk. He's, in he's itself. a he's a sicko. He'll play. Let's be honest. Yeah. Like he'll go to a team that's like pretty decent, whatever. Or he Tom could Brady. just create his own um, XFL team, the Tom Brady Skeletons. That's true. The Tom, the Tom Brady like surgery crossbones, facial features. The crossbones. It's like cross Tampa Bay uh, X XFL team. Nice, nice. I'll take the next one. I want to get into wide receivers. So for me, a lot of these age cliffhangers really depends on uh, the way that your roster is made up, right? If you're mm -hmm. a win now team. These are players that I would go out and acquire if the price wasn't too high. Um, players, if I look at them and I got a lot of young players and they're like my only aging player, you got to get rid of them. Like yeah. you can't hang on to DeAndre Hopkins if you have a bunch of second and third year receivers or players. You have to move on from that player and get what you can get. You know, I think a lot of these players for the receivers would probably fetch maybe you still get a late first from a contending team for some of these guys. But I, I think, think for Adams, you would. For Adams, you definitely would because you know he's still he showed that he balled out again this year. I think and Keenan Allen and DeAndre Hopkins are kind of in seconds. that second tier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. You know, Keenan Allen is thirty-one. Adam Thielen, he might he's probably not going to be on the roster next year for Minnesota. No, he's going to age he's, out. I think he's toast. <laughs> yeah, like he he'd be a guy that like signs like a veteran minimum on a team. I don't think anyone in November pay him. in November on the yes. way to the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. So, so for me, Hopkins it's gonna be on Dallas next year. Hopkins is kind of exciting, depending on where he gets traded to. Uh, I would probably, if I'm contending, I would give up a second for Hopkins pretty easily. I would give up a late first for Devonte Keenan. I'm just kind of done with Keenan. You look at his numbers this year. I know he missed a lot of time due to the hamstring. He doesn't. He's not explosive. He's a possession receiver in full point PPR. He has a little bit more juice, but only, you know, four touchdowns this year, 600 yards. You're starting to see the wheels fall off a little bit from Keenan Allen. He had a nice stretch with like almost five years in a row with a thousand yards. He was just shy in one of those years. Um, but to me that the chargers, if they want to grow offensively, they need to change Keenan Allen's target percentage, I think, and, and get some speed. We talked about that in another episode. They need to get some speed um, as well and keep Mike Williams healthy for God's sakes. Um, so for Keenan Allen, I'm not super interested in him at all in Dynasty. Same thing with Thielen. But I'd be willing to go after Hopkins and Adams. I'm, I'm interested in the this sense that Stefan Diggs is 29 years old. And I know he's not on this list. But should we be Fair. looking at possibly selling Stefan Diggs for another rookie player and a pick now before the news comes out that he's almost 30 years old? Like people aren't even looking at this right now. Yeah, because I mean, he could, had such a phenomenal season. Yeah, I mean, you could, I mean, you could put Diggs on this list if he's a player that you're like, you know what, I want to move on from Diggs in 
save some years, maybe get T Higgins plus. Yeah, I wouldn't. I would be or okay Amon Ross St. Brown. Yeah, like well, straight up. Would, would you, do you that? be able to Stefan Diggs for say a Garrett Wilson? I mean, if it's a if it's a team that is a piece away from a championship, you might. Maybe. I mean, the the ADP says yes, right? Yes. So that's an interesting one. I and and I also put Allen Robinson on this list just because I wanted to belly laugh. Yeah, I, and that's what <laughs> and that's what brought me the, to the twenty nine year old uh, threshold here. I, I mean, usually we we cap it at thirty for wide receivers, oh. and once you get to that twenty eight year old running back, it's time to pull. Allen Robinson well, might get cut from one of my teams. Allen Robinson. He, I mean, he's still on my team, but he's on every IR spot that I have oh. available. And as well, soon as he is not available for IR, oh. yeah, bounce back from what? How from zero yards from to the one bottom. yard. Cool. <laughs> Start at the bottom and you're still at the bottom. And Sorry. You're still at the bo- yeah. Sorry, no A-Rob. <laughs> I used done. to love A-Rob, but man, I ain't got no love for you anymore, bro. Someone give me a third round pick for him. That's what I'm saying. I'll take it. Why not? As soon as he's healthy, just sell him. As All right. Now, now, this is the, the most common sense one for this group of players. It's the running backs. So we've got Derrick Henry. 29, lots of mileage. We've got Leonard Fournette, 28, Dalvin Cook, Austin Eckler, both 28. You can pretty much take any running back that's that's going to be 28 or older um, and put them in this group. For me, except for Christian McCaffrey, who's not quite there yet as far as age, but because he's such a dynamic player and such an excellent pass catcher and takes over games, even if McCaffrey's older, and you can say the same about Eckler, but what I'm worried about for Eckler, we've seen him do it two years in a row, how many running backs have we seen do it for three years in a row? Not, Not since many. like the early 2000s of the 90s, like your Sean Alexanders, your LTs, your Priest Holmes, guys like that. And I think the Chargers want to find another running back. They drafted Spiller. They drafted, well, they drafted Josh McKelly and he looked good. I think, you know, Eckler's usage in the passing game is protected, but they want to find someone that they can use as a rusher in between the tackles. Another spot where I've seen Bijan landing is the chargers, which would be juicy. I, 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 I totally agree with that. Bijan to the chargers would be very, very hypnotizing in the sense that it's going to be a tough offense to stop. And second of all, you're right. We need a second running back in the chargers backfield. It can't always be Austin Eckler, which it also hurts his value. So with the finish that he had, I'm trying to get off of Austin Eckler. If I'm not competing next season, I'm not going to wait for the change. He's 28 years old. Um, yes, he got a lot of work. But that was because he had no support behind him, and he had to do things. He was dealing with Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, always injured. Jalen Guyton got injured. Uh, Joshua Palmer got injured. DeAndre Carter got injured. You name it, they got injured. For the Chargers, we can even say Parham, Gerald Everett, Everett. too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like the whole, uh, all the offensive fantasy pieces. The Chargers are just always hurt. Team, let's be honest; they're just always hurt. So you know they can't leave it all up to Dicker the kicker over there and and expect everything to go right. Like they just have to get somebody in there to back him up. And guess what? If that happens, Austin Eckler's value is going to plummet this coming draft. So yeah, I'm a little afraid of that. If I have Austin Eckler, I'm looking to get out now. He is a top what? Uh let me check on DLF real fast in the running back I think situation. He said he was running, running back 8, right? Or nine, uh, right yes, RB7. RB7 uh above Josh Jacobs and DeAndre Swift right behind Travis Etienne. And he's in great company with Brees Hall, Jonathan Taylor, Kenneth Walker, Saquon, CMC. 
And I think he could do everything that these other wide uh, running backs can do. It's just the simple fact that once you bring in that other running back, like you said, that's going to take away some of that snap share, some of that goal line work. He's still going to get the passing game, but be a little less involved in the offense. Yeah. And I think we might see a couple of running backs on this list. Dalvin Cook, Leonard Fournette. That might be on different teams. We can put Zeke Elliott on this list too. Like I think we all know he's that borderline 27, but we know he's not uh, going anywhere. Yeah. And then Pollard getting hurt right right at the end of uh his right before free agency starts for him. Jimmy or Gibbs incoming. Tough. Yeah, <laughs> like I, I, I don't know why they would hold on to Pollard. I would love to love it for Pollard, but Pollard belongs on his own franchise as well. Yeah. Who's to say that you know the Chargers don't try to make a move for Tony Pollard? Yeah, and, and a similar yeah. type uh, player is Austin Eckler, where they can both come out of the backfield, run in between the tackles, but also move out to the outside and get those passes uh, that we all love to see them catch. Yeah. So if you have older running backs, it's you got to make that tough decision. You got to figure out where your roster is and make some decisions on what you need to do. Dalvin Cooks, the Joe Mixons, he's not on this list, but you could put him in there too. And then um, on the other side of things, before we, you know, before we switch gears real fast, and I know we're running out of time, but like if you have a late first, like if you took second or first in your league and you have a very, very competitive team and you don't have one of these players, like I would gamble my late first on on a Derrick Henry for next year. Austin Eckler, you may have to give up a little bit more, but like a Dalvin Cook, a late first might get the job done for to to have another piece, another uh weapon on your fantasy roster to repeat in your dynasty leagues next year yeah i think again this older window opens up a really nice buying opportunity for a win now team to get some yes guys that still have some tread on the tires and some juice maybe not leonard Fournette, but some of no. these other guys that are on the <laughs> list all right let's move on we did have travis kelsey on here i mean yeah he's an age cliffhanger at 33 years old but when do the wheels fall off do they fall off super quick and sudden or are they just is he just going to play another handful of years and be the best tight end in the league. I, I don't see him slowing down. He never gets hurt. Like and he's what's just crazy. Productive. What's crazy about this is, uh, according to some study that someone did 88.7% of the peak seasons take place prior to the age of 32. Now, tight end, t- Travis Kelsey, he's going to be 33. We saw Jimmy Graham, Rob Gronkowski start to deteriorate a little bit later in their careers. But Travis Kelsey, it seems like he's still 100%. He's still going to get paid. Down. He's not going to slow down. And if anybody's in your league and trying to get out of Travis Kelsey, once again, late first, I'm all about it. Like, mm-hmm. he could be the difference to your fantasy league. One hundred. He was by far and away the number one tight end. The gap between him and TJ Hawkinson this year yeah. was like the gap between Michael Strahan's teeth. Well, that may change was, next year. I mean, if, if Hawkinson gets the work that... uh he got when he, oh, mo- when he yeah, moved yeah. to And if the Andrews maybe bounces back, there's, yeah, there's a lot of different things. But I, I Travis Kelsey, again, a locked great... and loaded t- tight end one for 2023. All right. Before we get out of here, let's talk some interesting buys. James, you had two and I had two. So why don't you cover your two and then I'll go with mine. Yeah. My first one was Calvin Ridley. Uh, obviously, price didn't play this up. season. Yeah. The price is starting to turn and I want to get him on my roster the faster, the better. Uh, Zay Jones and Nelson Aguilar, not Nelson Aguilar, Zay Jones and Marvin Jones. And that uh, offense Marvin Jones talk- is done. He's out of there. Right. Well, we saw both of those players get targeted heavily down the field. They they need that field stretcher in that offense because they're built around the tight end and they're built around the slot receiver in uh, Christian Kirk. 
What they really need is someone that can open up the top. And I think Calvin Ridley has the ability to do that. He doesn't need to come in and be the wide receiver one. I think it's a 1A, 1B situation between him and um, Christian Kirk with Evan Ingram running around the middle. And they're going to be pretty unstoppable with Travis Etienne running the ball as well. So this uh, this franchise is on the rise. I had picked them to beat. Um, Who did they play in the first game where they came all the way back? Uh in the playoffs. God, why do I forget this? The already? Titans? Yeah, the Titans? No, Titans didn't make the playoffs. Oh, uh, damn. We don't know. We stink. Anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, no, but the Jaguars came back to win that game. And I, I think the Chargers, Cal- the Chargers, Thank it was you. the Chargers. Yeah. I just remembered it. I had to go yeah. back into my memory cache to peel, peel that. I one appreciate out. that. Yeah. No and they beat the Chargers. Thank you, Doug. And I I think they are going to continue to get better with Calvin Ridley. I mean, yeah, he took a year off. Hopefully he's been training and not just gambling outside the NFL. But um, yeah, I I think if you waited long enough for Calvin Ridley or you were one of the parts of those Twitter kids that went out there and made ridiculous deals to get Calvin Ridley on your team while he was down and out, I think you are going to be happy when he starts to come back to life. Uh, And he's going to be beneficial in this offense. Uh, they spread the ball around a lot, like probably at the top half of the league. So, uh, yeah, Calvin Ridley is going to be a very nice, interesting buy that you could probably still get a, a mid second for Calvin Ridley right now. Yeah, I think you can go out and acquire him for a mid second for sure. Yeah. I, I think by the time that he gets reinstated and this the hype, then the value yeah. is only going to go up. Right. And then the other receiver that I had was KJ Osborne for the Minnesota Vikings and like we mentioned with Adam Thielen, he's getting older, 32 years old. He's probably going to be out on the streets with that cup shaking it for change. Uh, I don't think he gets to go anywhere. But K.J. Osborne, I think, has done enough to step up into that wide receiver two area for that team. Like we saw him actually get some big games in the second yeah, half of the big season. waiver wire ad in the second half of the season. If you were avail- uh, able to acquire him off of waivers or, you know, you just had him stashed and all of a sudden, boom, he starts popping off. I think there's going to be those games where the defense schemes Justin Jefferson out of this offense and KJ Osborne. We've seen it already small sample size, of course, but he is going to be one of those safety nets, him and TJ Hawkinson. I think it's going to be KJ and TJ, the connection over there, sustaining the Minnesota offense going down the stretch when defense is planned for Justin. Remember, remember Irv Smith. I remember Irv Smith. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Who's that guy? I mean, come on. <laughs> But yeah, I, I think KJ Osborne, you could still add him right now in leagues. And as soon as the cheap, cheap. as soon as the news comes out that Adam Thielen's gone, he, I mean, KJ Osborne would be a, a quick pickup and flip option, even if he doesn't like before the before the NFL draft, um, you know, we say Adam Thielen. Oh, Adam Thielen retires. It's KJ Osborne season. Woohoo! I'll give you a name sell, that's probably sell free. right away. Like I'll give you a, a name that's flip. most likely free in a lot of leagues. And he had one good game at the end of the season out of nowhere. And his name is Jalen Naylor. Remember that. Remember yeah, that name, Jalen Naylor, for the Vikings. He's probably free in your dynasty leagues unless you play in a league with me because I probably roster. All right, let's go to my two. I'll be real quick. The first one we talked about him earlier, Foster Moreau. I've just always liked Foster Moreau's game. I think he's super talented. Now, did he do a lot when um, Darren Waller was out this year? Not a ton. He reminds me of Gronk, just the way that he's built, the way that he moves. 
He did have some really bonehead penalties this year, which concerns me. But again, this is a guy that's relatively free and even tight end premium leagues. So for me, change of scenery, he's a free agent. If he goes to a Green Bay or if he goes to a team, uh, a pass-happy team that needs a tight end, I think Foster Moreau is a, a player that I'm interested in acquiring. And the other one is a quarterback. We don't see many quarterbacks being interesting buys, but this one, mm-hmm. uh, I will tell you, this quarterback has the second highest completion percentage through two years of his career. Number one is Joe Burrow. Number two is McCorkle Jones from New England. And they just hired Bill O'Brien as the OC. So familiar face in a Alabama, familiar place. baby. He was with Mac in Alabama. He's going to have the stones to actually have a creative offense because uh, Matt Patricia with your out throws to the sticks for 10 yards, get out of here with that. You unoriginal turd. So I'm glad that he's gone. I'm hoping that Bill O'Brien can instill some confidence in Mac Jones, get him to build on that rookie year. He had over 4,000 yards in his rookie year, a great touchdown to interception ratio. He was playing with confidence and he didn't really have too many weapons in his rookie year. They got him Devontae Parker this year. He's still going to be on the team. I like Devontae Parker for his role. Tyquan Thornton has flashed at times. I think uh, another interesting buy right there. Yeah, I think they either trade for a receiver or they draft one in the first round and hopefully get it right. Jordan Addison, I would love that. Stay Mm. away from Quentin Johnson for the love of God. Don't do it. I would hate that. They have bad luck drafting wide receivers. Uh, The last good wide receiver they drafted was Terry Glenn. And that was like 20, RIP Terry Glenn. That was like 20 some odd years ago. Um, So Mac Jones for me is a glaring buy. Because I think that he's going to have a nice bounce back. Is he going to be a QB one? No. But he's going to be a rock solid QB two. I still believe in Mac Jones. The offensive line needs a little bit of work. They've got the running back in Ramondre Stevenson. They still have Hunter Henry and Jones. You know, that's funny. I almost put Damian Harris on this list as an interesting buy. He's a guy that's forgotten about right now. End of his career uh, in New England. I don't think they re-sign him. Uh, Harris is a good running back is a good running back. And like, you know, just like Jacobs, you know, it took him a couple, you, you know, where the really good for Damian Harris is go good. Um, Arizona, the, it's the chargers. Oh yeah. The chargers <laughs> put Damian Harris on the chargers Next, with Austin, Austin Eckler. Eckler. Yeah, Harris, if you watch Harris play football, he's a damn good, underrated, damn good running back. And they would just Harris. kill each other's value in fan, for fantasy purposes, um, which, you know, usually happens. I mean, but I don't Patriots think I mean, Harris's value, I don't think would change much. He is what he was in New England. He wasn't going to catch passes, but he could score a ton of touchdowns. Yeah, I think actually Harris would go up. Eckler would go down a little bit. Yeah, I, I agree with that. So those are my two. Mac Jones, I think, is a glaring buy uh, in Superflex leagues. If I could get Mac Jones for a late first or an even an early second. God, I would love that. Or if I could give up a Jimmy Garoppolo straight up for Mac Jones, they're very similar in startup ADP right now. Um, I would do that because Jimmy G, another kid made of glass, Kadarius Tony style. Um, Jimmy G is going to have a new team. Give me Mac Jones, the, the third year quarterback, who's at least going to be in New England for a while, I think. So those are, are my interesting buys. Before we get out of here, I did want to give a shout out to Underdog. If you have uh, playing some DFS this weekend, you can do it on Underdog. Hopefully, you did it. You maybe you did a pick them. Maybe you did. Some I did. I, I did. won on the Eagles game. Let's. I go. did too, but I haven't looked at mine yet. Um, but yeah, but even if when football's over, you'll still be able to do some stuff for the big game. Even when that's over, though, basketball season is midway through. So is hockey. You got baseball coming up. So if you need to feed the need to do some DFS action outside of football, you can absolutely do that. I'm pretty sure they'll probably have USFL and XFL as well. They have um, golf too. They have golf. 
So there is options for you if you're like, man, the football season's over. What am I going to do? Maybe I'll dabble in baseball. Sure. I mean, uh, the best thing to do is just put $100 down. Use our code DHA. Yeah, they're going to give you 100 Get a free $100 to mess around with in the offseason on all the other fantasy sports that you've never tried before. Yeah, why lose 100 when you can just lose two? Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> why win 100 <laughs> when you can win 200 you could win 400 this advertisement is not going out oh fresh. god damn it <laughs> if you have problems with gambling dial blah 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 in this state in this state in this state i heard an ad on the radio today for gambling and then use blah 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 and, and, and 45 York. seconds of the ad was like all the different states and all the different things i'm like i hope i never hear this ad again because it's exhausting yeah. um but yes check out underdog it's a fantastic site the the best up-and-coming dfs site in all the fantasy and when football season starts again, you can do some quick drafts on there as well. There's the puppy. They've got all sorts of cool stuff, very innovative stuff coming from the underdog team. So we thank them for sponsoring us today. Once again, code DHH to match up to $100. That is going to bring it up to this this week. You know, the only thing I got Ooh, left to say. I know it on that one. I did. <laughs> the, the only other thing I'm going to say is check out Dynasty Nerds. They're starting to do their film room stuff on some of these prospects. So if you're looking yes. to dig in and watch some tape, on prospects check out dynastynerds.com rich and team are doing awesome awesome work if you join dynasty nerds you can co use code dhh for 15 percent off there's trade tools there's an extra nerd herd episode the aforementioned film room as well as prospect scores and the dynasty gm so lots of cool content coming from our partners at dynasty nerds so check that out and then verdian global if you're in the need i know it hasn't been super cold here in the northeast yet james nope. it's sweatshirt season for me i've been wearing sweatshirts yesterday here in yep. south jersey i've been wearing sweatshirts Go on Verdian Global, search DHH or Dynasty Happy Hour. You need a sweatshirt in different colors. You need a hat, a toque. If you're from Canada, you know what I'm talking about, or Minnesota. That's one of beanie that we a, call a beanie. It's also a chef's hat, a, a, talk, a toque. A toque? That, yeah. Well, that would be a chef's hat for you. It would be a toque. Yeah, buddy. It's, that is appropriately named. Uh, so check out Verdian Global if you need some apparel. Shirts are super comfy, sized correctly. You'll love it. So check that out. Next week, it'll be a three-man box as long as one of us isn't sick uh and then we're going to take super bowl sunday off so we can enjoy the big game um which we don't know who it's going to be against yet we know that philadelphia made it but well other games i mean um close. burrow just threw an interception long down the field it's 20 to 20 um each team has two timeouts and kansas city just intercepted the ball all right well we'll see what happens i'm gonna go watch the game now because i oh, want to see yeah. those to win this game so until next time this has been dynasty happy hour drop a like Subscribe on YouTube. We'll see you next week.